Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Imaginal Space podcast. My name is Catherine Perry, and if you're new, welcome. I'm so excited to be sharing space with you. And if you've already been listening or, you know, if you've only been listening to a couple of episodes or maybe, I don't know, you've been listening to the entire, you know, podcast series, welcome to you, too. Thank you so much for tuning in. So I'm really excited to get into today's topic. But first, if you're new, I like to take a couple of deep breaths and kind of set up the space with a prayer. If you've been here before, you know that that's just like what I prefer to do instead of like a formal introduction. I find that it just feels so much more natural to me. So if you want to, you know, take part in that, it's about eight minutes long. And if you're not about it, you always have the choice to just kind of skip ahead and find out where it is that I start just talking about whatever we're going to talk about today. So if you want to join me, just close your eyes unless you're driving. I don't know where you are. So if you can close your eyes and take a couple of deep breaths. And if not, um, just enjoy, sit back, relax and listen. Okay. I call on the great mother, the source, to honor how through her, all creation takes form. She is where our archetypal story begins, so we can reflect on our birth stories, integrate our inner feminine light and shadows, and hold space for all of our creations. I call on Badger, the spirit of communication, to show us the deeper truth beneath the surface of illusion, to guide us the shadow of dogmatism, to show us that there is space for everyone, to show us how to be grounded in our bodies, connected to nature and her spirits, and how to connect through the power of stories. I call on Jaguar, the spirit of divine timing, to show us grace, trust, and patience, how to listen into and honor the known and unknown, seen and unseen, how to connect to lunar mysteries and inner visions through silence, and to remind us that everything is a vessel for spirit through the gift of observation. I call on Stork, the spirit of new birth and rebirth, to show us the way home to our humanity, souls, and bodies, to show us how to confront, heal, and integrate our inner child wounds and ancestral medicine, to show us how to love and cherish our bodies as a means for multidimensional communication, I call on our inner mothers and children so we may access our own natural healing energy, compassion, empathy, and nurturance so that we may learn how to care for ourselves and one another in an elevated way so that we may hold the space of love between the personal and universal where the everyday meets the sacred through honesty and reflection in every moment so that we may connect the worlds of humans, souls, plants, animals, and spirits around us and travel between these realms of truth from a place of wonder and curiosity and access the clairvoyant, wise timelessness as we align with the witness and see the aspects of our quantum selves in one another. I call on our inner warriors of love so that we can learn to share our truth through the breath of our spirits with passion, so that we can learn our unique connections to creation and awaken our hearts and openly hold space for our deep, vulnerable, authentic selves. I call on the refreshing spring of Mother Earth and Spirit 
so that we may all learn how to harness this spring and share it with the world, how to move out of familiarity and labels into the unknown through spaciousness, so that we may receive messages from those who have passed and receive visions from parallel lives, so that we may learn the way of the liminal realm through a cosmic and timeless lens. To say the unsaid, forgive the unforgivable, see the unseen, know the unknown, and love the unloved, and to find resolutions in our hearts. I call on the ancestors to show us the gateway, the initiation, to guide us through our metaphorical deaths, to show us what of us must be released to make space for what comes next, to move us into deeper growth and usher us into a new threshold of reality. I call on the spirit of unity consciousness so we can heal within our psychic realms and experience self-realization so we can understand that we are all connected through divinity, that when we harm one another, we harm ourselves with cosmic consequence, that no one is healed until the world is healed and receive great insight on our universal family to create peace. I call on the spirit of death so we may appreciate the gift of birth, release control as we are initiated into the underworld, experience the truth of mystery, provide our own mystic protection, and see this world with a great sense of clarity. I call on the heart to show us love, acceptance, openness, receptivity, healing, and friendship, to let us guide it, to let it guide us and create a sacred space to reclaim lost pieces of ourselves so we can transform and express our innate generosity. I call on the spirit of dreams so we can receive multidimensional wisdom about the mystic truths of the universe and understand our power through universal justice and balance. I call on the spirit of true intimacy and oneness so we can connect to our co-creative, magnetic, joyful natures to embrace our deep sensual connections on this physical plane and release self-doubt as we move with the rhythm with the rhythm of this great life. I call on Jasmine, the desert shaman, to guide us through this mysterious time with her visions to show us meaning in discomfort and chaos as we dance with the divine feminine and express our life force, beauty, radiance, sovereignty, strength, softness, receptivity, and generosity from our maternal spirits. I call on Peony to show us that there's kindness, beauty, and truth in all forms of creation. I call on Agape, unconditional love, the spirit of Rose, to show us how to be devoted to love and service, how to put God at the center of our lives so we may sense the mystical within the earthly and the earthly within the mystical, so we may stretch our abilities to love beyond what we thought was possible. I call on the spirit of power to show us that true power comes through presence and gratitude, through merging the self and the other without expectation, through realizing that what you love within someone else is within you. I call on the power of voice to reveal our own unique wisdom, how to embrace duality with our divine clarity and the art of letting go. I call on the healer to remind us that we are our own healers and channels, to challenge us to redefine quantum healing for ourselves, to show us that protection and abundance comes from confidence in the spirit, to honor that the true master, the true healer is love, and to help us remember who we really are by continuously breaking through our third dimensional identities to love even deeper. I call on the divine masculine, the sun spirit, to show us that we are unconditional love. I call on the divine feminine, the moon spirit, to show us that we are the mystery. I call on spirit, source, God, and creation to show us the truth of love and equality. So maybe a couple more deep breaths and then we will dive in. All right. How is everybody feeling? So 
basically, you know, what that prayer is, is it is a little bit specific and personal to me because all everything that I call in has been a guide or um, something special to me. And, you know, I feel like, you know, we all have our, our own guides, you know, that we work with and that we learn to love with. And so I think it's beautiful when we, you know, kind of come up with our own prayers. I think there's sometimes nothing more powerful than just, you know, acknowledging the power that lives within our own hearts, you know, aka our guides, you know, if you connect to angels or um, even if you're just like, no, you know, it's just me. I connect to the love and the wisdom within myself. All that's great. And I love just honoring every single dimension of that through prayer. So if any of them seem like rather specific to you, um, that's because it's one of the guides that I like to honor through the prayer slash poem thing that I wrote. Um, and then honestly, I feel like all of our guides, spirit guides, angels, um, what else is there? There's just so much. Um, they're all guiding all of us. You know, it's just like what exp- they're all to me. One of my favorite downloads visions that I received was that all of the different guides that we have. So, for example, you know, in the prayer, I acknowledged badger, jaguar, stork, you know, they are just expressions of spirit that I really connect to. You know, I really connect to their stories and there may be different ones, you know, they might not even be animals. Like I said, they can be like number frequencies, angels, um, extraterrestrials. I just happen to connect with a lot of plant and animal allies, and then I have my spirit guides, etc. But they're all expressions of love, all expressions of spirit. You know, it just depends on what story you connect to. So speaking of stories, I wanted to dive deeper into what I was talking about yesterday. Yesterday, I talked a lot about the divine masculine and feminine and how it's very, very important to know how you can give divine masculine and receive divine feminine love. So that way you can give, be of service, and then, you know, kind of just replenish your own batteries at the end of the day so that you can give more. And I wanted to kind of give you a more, I guess, not tangible because none of this is really tangible, but a more, I guess, personal example of the ways in which I've really opened up more so that I could give more. Okay. So if you remember, if you listened to, I recorded it yesterday, but I'm really talking about episode 13, Um, which, yeah, I recorded yesterday, but also Um, You might not know that. So episode 13, I brought up an example of a vision I got many years ago and I completely ignored it. So basically at the time, surprise, surprise, I wasn't really open to a lot of this. You know, I feel like sometimes, I mean, it can go either way. Some people are really open to the downloads and visions that they receive. And then some people are like, what is that? Uh, that literally makes no sense. And then that's just a w- that's just a way of closing your heart. Anytime you're like, that doesn't make, you know, logical linear sense, which it might not, by the way, but that's just like a way of like shutting it down, you know, closing your heart and shutting it down. 
So yeah, many years ago, I received a download about feeling, knowing, and hearing auras. So basically, I was, I don't know, actually, forget that. I don't know what I was doing where um, that just like came in. I think it just came in at a very random time. But at the time, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. You can only see them, you know, because that's typically what comes to mind. You know, when when you think of auras, you're probably thinking of like, oh, colors, you know, like the um the subtle body of um of a human. You know, you think of like colors, energy, etc. And you also think of the dimension of sight. So when I received that, I was like, that is interesting, but I don't really know what to do with that. And that doesn't make much sense. And I have noticed that, you know, if I mean, now it's a little bit different. Um, it used to be that if a download like that like came and I dismissed it, if it was meant to be, it would just come back, you know, and it finally it did, you know, years and years later, like a couple of weeks ago. And I was just like, oh, now I know exactly what to do with this. And also I was flipping through my journal like, oh, um, this actually came through a while ago. And so it didn't take any processing. Now I'm in a very different space. Whenever I receive a download like that, I'm like, all right, this is the direction. This is what we're going with. This is going to be a lot of fun. And I think, you know what? A part of this in general is because, you know, again, I can only talk about my specific relationship with creation, my specific language. But overall, one of the underlying messages always is have fun. And, you know, I mean, Try not to take yourself or like everything too seriously in general, but having fun and kind of just opening up like that, um, what people would say, like your child spirit. I feel like you see a lot of that now, you know, accessing like what people call in quote, like quotation marks, your inner child. Um, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't really pay attention too much anymore to how people define and use things. So I'm not sure. I mean, I know there's a lot of stuff with like inner child and reparenting and stuff like that. I think, you know, paying attention to your, you know, your inner child's spirit is important because it kind of brings you back to that freedom to play around and be imaginative with, you know, whatever is going on in your life. You know, this space is called the imaginal space for many, 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 many many reasons. Um, but that is, that is definitely one of the reasons is, you know, a lot of love and acceptance comes through, you know, the, uh, the channel of imagination because what is imagination? Imagine, well, hmm, not going to like <laughs> define imagination for you. Um, but what does imagination allow us to do? It allows us to accept whatever comes into our spirits with a loving embrace. You know, when you were a child, um, and you used to just like spend like, if you were anything like me days, like imagining and daydreaming, you weren't like, oh no, that's not right. You know, I played like, uh, my sister and I loved playing a bunch of these, like make believe imagine games. I was actually talking with a coworker the other day and she was like, oh yeah, anytime, you know, um, I went swimming with my friends, we would play like mermaids. Okay. Back then, you know, you weren't thinking, oh, mermaids aren't real. Like, this is really, really weird. You're like, no, this is fun. You know, the way we can like 
move and glide through the water. Let's pretend we're mermaids, you know, stuff like that. So that's kind of what I'm talking about is, you know, to me, imagination is it goes really, really well with unconditional love in that there is just there is just no limits to what where you can take your heart and what you can receive, you know, in your soul and in your spirit. And so that's kind of what I'm talking about. So like I said, many years ago, um, (laughs) even a couple of years ago, my heart was very, very, very closed. So when I received downloads and visions like that, I was just like, no, makes no sense. I don't even know what to do with that. So, you know, I just let it go. And I'm very thankful that it was like meant to be and that it came back. I'm also thankful that I wrote it down. You know, because I might have, I mean, I don't think I would have forgotten because I remembered it actually right away. And that's when I was like, oh, let me look at specifically what I wrote down. But um, it, it's very, very interesting to see how we shift and evolve. Anyway, back to what I was going to talk about. So I wrote about this a little bit on my website, but I wanted to talk about it here because I feel like there's honestly, there's just so much to say. So anything, as I've said before, that I come to conclusions on, I don't research it. So I'm very aware that there is so much literature about auras already out there and that literally everything that I say could be perceived by somebody as just like totally wrong and totally misguided. I get that, okay? Um, But it doesn't matter, you know, because again, if you want to really stretch your heart into the unknown, you have to be willing to go to unknown places. And then you know what? On the flip side, there might be somebody out there that's just like, I knew this like before you were born, you know, which is also really cool that we can all receive the same download because I didn't look it up on the internet. So I think if anything, that speaks to the connectedness within this universal family that I can receive something like that and somebody out there probably already knows exactly what I'm going to say today. You know, it's all so fascinating and amazing. But so I, a little bit of background, I had always been fascinated by auras in general. When I was much younger, um, well, not auras specifically, but just like the concept of the energetic field and, you know, the colors around the body and, you know, what that means. And it's just so interesting how everything, you know, comes full circle. So when I was a little bit older, I was very much into um, going to get my aura photo taken. Um, There's this place in Chinatown. If you know anything about auras, you know exactly what I'm going to say. It's called Magic Jewelry and it's on... um, want to say, you know what, it's off the Canal Street, um, what is it, station off of uh, the Line 6 in New York. So it's like right there. I can't remember the exact street, but it's called Magic Jewelry. It's in New York. You can get your photo taken. I thought that was so cool. So I went like several times to see like how it would change. And it changed, but it didn't change that much. The most interesting part to me was, you know, every time my aura color would come out, it would be like blue and pink basically every single time. And I was just kind of like, where's the orange and the yellow? Like, I feel like my colors are orange and yellow. 
I didn't know why. I didn't have like any sort of like, I guess, real reason to think that they would be orange and yellow. But literally every time, I mean, the colors were beautiful. You know, I was like happy, like to just be able to like see it and like, you know, contemplate what all of it really meant. But I was like, hmm, every single time I was like, I think it's going to be orange and yellow. I think it's going to be orange and yellow. And it would be like blue and pink. And I was like, okay. Um, sometimes with a dash of green. Then again, if you're into auras, you probably know who this is. Radiant Human came to the Whitney. And I I got so lucky that day because her tickets sell out so fast, you know, to see Radiant Human. And I just so happened to be on Instagram, which I like never, like I rarely use. So it was like truly like a miracle that I was like on an Instagram, on Instagram in the first place and then on her Instagram. And she said that the tickets are dropping in like an hour or something like that. Or, um, and I was able to purchase a chick, like a ticket. And so again, I was like, okay, I'm feeling it. It's going to be orange and yellow. I know exactly what it is. And so when I got, when I took the photo, she was so nice, so knowledgeable. It was such an amazing experience. If you ever have the chance to do it, it's also just a lot of fun to have like a photo, you know, like that, like a mystical photo that you just get to keep. Um, It was blue and green. And I was like, okay, I'm just way off. I don't know what's going on, but also very, very beautiful colors. And by the way, the description in the, because if you go to Magic Jewelry and then also Radiant Human, they give you like a, like a reading, like a mini reading. Um, it's like no more than like 20 minutes or something like that, just because the sessions are rather short. And the, what was interesting was the descriptions made a lot of sense and they pretty much matched, but the colors were different. Um, I mean, not too different, like pink and blue versus like green and blue. Yeah. Um, but I was like, Hmm, huh? No, no orange and yellow. That is interesting. And then finally I got my aura read by a beautiful medicine woman. She is so cool. Um, and my main colors, there was like green on the outside, but my main colors were, huh? huh, You guessed it. Orange and yellow. So what was fascinating to me about that experience was it revealed a lot of things to me. So number one, in general, just within the third dimensional plane, I think like, I mean, I don't know the science behind this specifically, but we don't all see all the, we don't all perceive this world in the same way. You know, some people are colorblind in different ways. Some people don't pick up certain colors and then You know, you've probably, um, if you have like a male friend in your life, you've probably at some point looked at a shirt and said, oh, what do you think of this red shirt? And then they're just like, it's pink or something like that. You know, Um, I think just like male bodies in general see like less of, it's something like they see less of the color spectrum or they don't see as many like, or they can't differentiate as many of the colors within the color spectrum. How many times I've like said to my dad, like, this is navy. And he's like, hmm, that's a black shirt, you know, stuff like that. So that to me, I'm like, that's already fascinating that even within like, you know, this third dimensional reality, we don't all see colors the same way. 
And I mean, when I was younger, I, of course, you know, when I was five, I would argue, no, this shirt is pink. And now I'm just like, oh, well, to me, this shirt is pink and to you, it's red or whatever it is that I said earlier. Um, so I was like, huh, if it can be that way with um, like T-shirts, why can't it be the same way with our aura? You know, so one person and this is where I was like, oh, this gets interesting. So one person might have captured pink and blue and Again, like the descriptions, they were like, they, uh, it's like hard to describe how they kind of lead to the exact same place, but they do. They were like kind of like not the exact same words or the exact same language because they were three different sources, you know, three different people, three different ways of interpreting the colors. But even though the colors were all different, you know, the readings that I got, they said pretty much like the same thing. So... That was what really fascinated me and, you know, led me to know that, you know, the colors are just like, they're just different perceptions. Like we all see color in like different ways anyway, but how cool is it that I could get three different or like, um, how is it that my aura can appear in basically like three different realities in three different ways, but they all have the same message. Does that make sense? All right. So one more time. I had three different aura readings. So there's my aura and it exists in like billions of realities, but I got it read in three different realities, three different perceptions, three different languages. Colors were all different. The message was always the same. And so that enough, that in itself was like cool. So I started like playing around with it. I was like, huh, if three different people can read my aura and give me the exact same information, but the colors are just different. Like, what else does that mean? Also, going back to before, you know, it's clearly, you know, every single time tapping into a specific dimension where my aura was orange and yellow, you know? So, and what was interesting was I don't see it around myself sometimes, and I'll get into this later. Sometimes I can see it around other people, but I I don't really see it um, around myself, if I close my eyes, I always see orange and yellow, you know? So I've heard that from someone somewhere if that, you know, the color, when you close your eyes, the colors that you see the most are like your main colors. And that's always orange and yellow. So I don't know, maybe, and I didn't really start paying attention to that until after I received the reading that told me my aura was orange and yellow. Um, yeah, I had no idea what the colors meant before then when you close your eyes and I just like literally never paid attention to that whatsoever. Um, anyway, yes, continuing on with the story. So I was like, that is very interesting. But what was more interesting to me was that I knew all along that my aura, at, at, at least in the way that I perceive it, is orange and yellow. So I was like, huh. I knew my aura well before I got it, you know, photographed. Um, I knew it in a specific person's language because, you know, my aura appears to be orange and yellow to one person, blue and green to another, and then blue and pink to a different person, you know? It's all so cool. And so I was like, huh, if I could know my aura, then you could probably hear it which I can, um, very different though, different experience, but it leads to the same place. Feel it. Um, people clearly see it. 
And uh, what are the other senses? Smell it, taste it. Like literally, there are no limits. Um, but I think the I think those are all of the I covered like all of the senses. Um, and I was like, huh, I really just like can't ignore that this entire time. I just knew what it was. Again, wasn't paying attention to, you know, what would happen when I closed my eyes. Nothing like that. I just like I always knew orange and yellow. And so that kind of leads me to where I am today, which is number one, again, playing around, being imaginative because I didn't even bother like I would have like, I don't know, like a decade ago or like several years ago looking on the Internet like, hmm, can you smell auras? Um, yeah, you probably can, but, um, I mean, I don't smell clearly, you know, I don't access love through smelling or, um, tasting, which some people do, which is very, very cool. Um, maybe if I even opened up more than I could, you know, or maybe that's just like what's around the bend in my future. You know, you just like never know with these things. Um, but that's what I'm talking about. It's just like opening up to things that, you know, might not be, in mainstream media so that you can really just open up and have more fun and then give more love of yourself, you know? So every time that I kind of feel like, like there isn't, like I don't, oh, that perfect. Um, Every time I don't feel as energized, I'm like, okay, I'm blocking love somehow and I need to open up more to like let it in. There was like, a week or two where I wasn't feeling super energized. And then as soon as like this download came in and I was just like, huh, welcome, you know, with like open arms, I felt so energized ever since. And that the way that I feel about something lets me know what direction I need to go in. So that was just the start. You know, I was like, huh, I can feel them, know them and hear them. I wonder what else there is out there about auras that I don't know that might I might not be able to look up on the internet. So now comes in what I would call like kind of like the three layers of the aura, which ties back into the divine masculine and feminine. So what was interesting was these downloads about the aura paralleled or kind of were ignited by the downloads about the masculine and the feminine. So I realized a couple of things. So I love, you know, with the archetype cards to just like do some readings for myself occasionally um, when there's something I just want to know more about. And I, like I said last time, I realized, you know, a couple of weeks ago, the top of the card or the top card, it has always been the divine feminine. And then the bottom is the divine masculine. Um, There was a while where I only read the top. And then I started like peeking at the bottom, like, huh, I wonder, you know, what's under there. And it, I felt something whenever I would look at the bottom card and I was like, okay, I'm feeling something. So clearly I need to pay attention to this. And I realized top divine feminine, bottom divine masculine, which made a lot of sense because anytime I would do a reading, my main question would always be, how can I receive X, Y, Z as love? So If I was like pulling cards for one of my spirit guides, it would be like, how could I receive love from this guide X, Y, Z? And that was like the way I would most naturally read. And then I also realized, you know, on the bottom, it was the divine masculine. How can I give 
love as well. Where it got even more interesting and like, I promise it's like not complicated. It, I feel like to me, I'm just like, huh, does any of this really make any sense? But I mean, who knows? Um, it'll make sense to who it's like meant to make sense to. But I realized that the first two cards, every time I did a reading was my personal aura. So like I said, three layers to the aura. There's the personal one, which my theory, again, just my theory is that you're the only one that can actually read your personal aura. Just as in, you know, you're the only one that can really know your soul and really know your spirit. The only one. There's nobody else like, think about it. Can anybody really tell you? Like, I feel like such a big question people always have is like, what is my purpose? What am I doing here? Can anybody really tell you that? No. Okay. But you can know what that is. Um, But I do feel like that's something that only you were meant to know. So you're the only one that can read your personal aura, which again, when I get these downloads, they always fit right into literally everything else. Um, It's just like more more information is being revealed to me. That is why it's so important to learn how to be your own channel and to like connect to God creation in your own way. Because if you don't, it's kind of like your personal aura is just like a mystery or like a, I mean, it is a mystery or just like a lost like treasure at the bottom of the ocean. You know, like all those like movies you might've watched as a kid where like people go like looking for like the lost treasure of like the um, the Caspian Sea. I might've just made that up. I feel like that's a place, right? Okay, well, whatever. Um, or like the lost treasure in like Atlantis um, or like Lemuria or like anywhere. Okay, that's what that's like because only you can read it. And to be able to do that, you need to be able to trust, you know, the information that you're receiving about your personal aura all the time. So next question, if you're the only one that can like read your own personal aura, then whenever you receive a reading, what is that? Huh? Next, shared auras. So if you've ever done a reading for anyone Um, yourself, you've probably noticed that anytime you do a reading for somebody else, it's also a reading for you too. That's because you're sharing the space together. So whatever comes through is something that you're both meant to hear. So also, I found that, uh, at least for me, you know, I seek, you know, permission to kind of share that space, you know, like consent. Hey, right. Very, very important to share that space with someone. And then whatever needs to come through for the both of us will come through. So like I said, there's the personal aura, which is just you. Only you have the power to really read that and know what that is for you. And then we have shared. So shared is like, if I um, I did a reading for one of my friends and I noticed that the information that was coming through for her was also meant for me, you know, as well in like some way, shape or form. And she, you know, took whatever she needed. I took whatever I needed. But we set up that sacred ceremonial space together. And that's what readings are. You know, you can't really, I mean, there are, it's not as if, you know, readers can't go super deep or anything like that and like reveal certain aspects of your soul to you. You know, that's what I would hope you would be doing. Um, It's just that 
when it they I I personally believe, you know, they can't necessarily tell you literally every single last piece about your soul because that's that's yours. You know, that's like kind of your job to do is to really get to know your soul. Right. They can reveal aspects for you or they can, you know, bring up certain things to inspire you to like look even deeper. But they're not going to be able to detail every single aspect of your soul like some sort of like map or something you know that's up to you so we have personal we have shared and then oh one more thing so what's interesting about personal and shared because I was like hmm I was asking you know my guides like a couple of questions about that and um permission in general so I I mean I'm so fascinated by all kinds of relationships so in my life, I always like, I loved asking like the question like, huh, how is this person meant to reveal love to me, you know, in this lifetime or something? Um, it is, that's still a part of your personal aura, depending on kind of how you read it. So for instance, um, my sister, you know, I pulled a couple of cards, not for her, but for my relationship to her, if that makes sense. So like to pull cards, you know, for her or with her, I would need permission. And then, you know, that would be more of a shared aura experience between the two of us. If I just wanted to learn more about her role in my life and my like spirit soul development, that's still my personal aura. And like seeing what aspects of love she brings out in me and like how I can love and give more personal shared is sharing the space with somebody else and again permission you know permission and also just you know forget it. even like if you don't like the word permission how about just intention you know setting up the space with intention so you know their heart is open your heart is open and you can just share that beautiful experience together so that's two and then the third is the collective aura and they're all uh, as you might have suspected connected so the collective aura is so I I mean, and again, like not researched at all. This is just like what I received. So the way that I understand the aura is that it's just um, it's the energetic field. OK, so your personal aura, for instance, would be the energetic field around you. So that's where, you know, people see like colors around you. Right. And then shared would be like. The dynamic between, you know, the like the field you share with somebody else, you know, so if I were sitting here with like another person or like an entity, the field that we share together, that's like our shared aura or like, um, uh, for example, you have your personal aura, which like the way that I'm like the way that I've seen it um, is that, you know, the color is kind of like closer to you. That's like your personal one. And then the colors around you that might change, you know, when another person walks in a room, that's like your shared one. So, right, your personal energetic field, personal, the energetic field you share with somebody else is shared. And then the collective one is like the energetic field of love that creates this entire, I was going to say universe, but like. I mean, like existence. Right. And that's just love. You know, you can call it like an energetic, sorry, an energetic field, the field of love, whatever you want, the field of source, source field, 
all they're all kinds of fields. Um, it's just source spirit creation itself. That's the field of love, you know, that like connects everything in existence, you know, because we're always sharing space with everyone and everything. And so those are like the three main auras that I feel it's important to pay attention to. And what's interesting about that to me is, you know, I received the download years ago about the personal aura, not so much about the shared and the collective auras because I wasn't really paying attention to how I could give of myself. Like I was saying in the last podcast episode, probably not so eloquently, um, but at the time I really, really needed to pay attention to myself. Because again, it was like a super hard time in my life. I didn't know how to like energize myself and like bring love into my life myself. And I had to learn what that was. And so again, only downloads about my personal aura came in. Now that I know how to re-energize myself and fill up, you know, my own love tank, so to speak, I can pay attention to things like shared and collective auras. So again, all in the theme of, you know, divine feminine, masculine, being of service. So paying attention to the aura that you share with other people and then the aura that you share with the collective as well. You know, so it's all so fascinating. And like the fun part is, honestly, I'm still receiving new downloads about it every day. And I'm still kind of learning about it in that respect because we're literally never, ever done learning, okay? Like... And that, again, you know, it's not necessarily me that, like, contains all of this information. It's the love, the creation within me, and I'm just the vessel for the information. So different parts of that are revealed to me at different times when they are relevant and pertinent and when they need to come out. So... The way I see it, I'm like, all right, all of this like knowledge about, you know, the different auras and the types and like that, like, I guess, new like healing technology or whatever needs to come through. It'll come through when it's meant to. Um, And I'm just like always so fascinated. And then the other thing is, so we have the divine feminine and masculine within the personal shared and collective aura. And this is where the archetypes come in, which I find adds another really, really fun layer. So the archetype cards all contain a light and shadow aspect. All right. So I'm like smiling. Um, What it does is it shows you whether you are in the light or shadow expression of that archetype. And then what that does is it empowers you to be your own healer and to understand when you are in the light or in the shadow And what it is about the story that you need to shift so you can like experience whatever, literally whatever it is that you want. So there's a lot of um, duality, you know, in this concept, but it all really complements each other like really well. So let's say, um, easy example. So let's go back to when I did a reading for the, like, the relationship with my sister, you know? Ah, she's like, ah, I love that archetype. But so if I were reading the aura with, you know, the cards, and, you know, again, what's interesting about the cards is that it just helps me take what I already know and put it into words. Because if you have, like, any, like, the, um, 
if you have ever experienced like like those downloads and those visions like it is sometimes it's just like a knowing and it's like meant to just like shift you know how I'm interacting very very quickly so um for example I've been in like conversations before and I just get like a download and I just like understand something and it doesn't necessarily always translate into words and might translate into a feeling and I just like know what to do next um, and then sometimes I'm like, you know what, it would be helpful if I just like had some words, you know, so sometimes I'll hear, you know, what I'm meant to hear. And then sometimes like I love like to have the cards because it helps me just like be more creative. And it's just like, frankly, just like a lot of fun. And like I said, it's all about just like having fun, you know, and like accessing that loving imagination. Um, so, yeah, so when I pulled a card, pulled two cards for my relationship with her. I received from my personal aura, the divine feminine and masculine aspects of that. So how I can receive her as love and what aspect of me is like awakening so I can give more love, you know, from that relationship with my sister. And so within those two cards, the divine masculine and feminine, there's the light and the shadow. So I know when my divine feminine in relation to my sister is in or out of balance. And then same with the divine masculine, you know? So, and again, what it does is, I mean, the practice of reading your own personal aura or like, however you want to like use that language, it just strengthens your own relationship with yourself, AKA God, you know, creation, spirit, whatever, your soul, everything. Um, And then it allows you to kind of heal different relationships. Relationships are just one. Um, I've pulled cards for, you know, to understand, you know, my guides a little bit better. Um, I feel like I do a lot of like cards for like relationships and entities, but or for like, um, what is it? Different like situations or circumstances. So when I like started, um, my current job, I pulled cards for that actually, just to like look into it. And like the cards that came through, I was like, oh, this is fascinating. I need to like, just like, I mean, I'm, now I'm always pay atten- paying attention no matter what the cards are, but I'm like, hmm, this is interesting. I'm already seeing like how they're being reflected, you know, in my just like day to day. But again, you can just get so fun. It's just, <laughs> you can have so much fun, honestly, um, by just playing around, you know? So for example, this is what came through for me. And even if you're like, um, that doesn't make any sense to me, then it's not meant to make sense to you. If anything, it's meant to say, if honestly, I think it can go both ways. I think like you can be totally inspired by, oh my gosh, this makes more sense to me. I have more and more ideas, huh? You know, on top of Catherine's theory, or it's equally inspiring to be like, Oh, what is she talking about? This doesn't make any sense to me. Well, then good. What does make sense to you? You know what I mean? Either way, if it's inspiring you to like take it like a deeper look into what does, you know, actually make sense to you. I'm like, huh? you know, I'm like, I didn't want to make like a loud noise, but I'm just like dusting off my hands. I'm like, great, because that's what I would rather have. You know, I've said this many times and I'll say it again. I feel like you know, we are losing the diversity in our languages and our like connections to spirit. And I really want to like see that come back. Have I seen anybody 
you know, doing aura readings with these archetype cards? No. Would be cool if somebody else was so we could like compare some notes and just like have some fun together and like, you know, have a chat about it. And if there is nobody else, that's cool too, you know? But it's like, like even with, um, even with the auras, you know, I went to three different people to get three different aura readings. They like all saw different colors because they all have their own unique language, you know? So there's no, as long as you're paying attention, like there's no limit, you know, to what it is that you can receive. Also, as long as you're paying attention with an open heart, there's literally no limit to, you know, what it is that you are able to receive about, you know, your own personal relationship with spirit. And then also it's important, equally important to like, remember, like, what's your intention, you know, of really doing this. So around the beginning of this year, I made the intention. I was just like, I don't know how this is going to happen, but I really, really, really just want to grow my relationship with spirit in any way that I can. And, you know, at the time I had no conception of what that was going to be like. But I wanted to do it so I could just like give as much of my heart and as much of myself as possible. And for me, you know, that's only really done through, you know, the more connected I feel, you know, to love. Because like I said, love is like the ultimate power source, you know, gives you all of like love is power, you know, it gives you all of the power that you need on a day-to-day basis to do whatever, like to give as much of yourself as you can. And so as long as you're, so like I said, as long as you're tapped into that, it's like infinite, you know, you just need to open up. So, you know, accepting more like of these, like what I would call like downloads, visions, et cetera, it just opens up your heart more, makes you more loving, more accepting, more receptive so that more can flow through you you're more empowered, you're more energized. And then at the end of the day, you can give more, you know? So that's why I was like, really this year, I just want to open up my heart as much as possible and then just take off and, you know, keep doing that as much as possible. So when this download just came knocking at my door, knock, 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 I was like, all right, I'm here, I'm listening, you know? And it now I'm just like, I'm always, and so that's, just being, I'm just like, I'm so inspired by these messages and by these downloads. It's, it's just so amazing. And I just, I, every time I'm just like daydreaming about them and like, hmm, how can I use that? How can I have fun? Again, that imaginative, imaginative part is what opens you up. Okay. And that's what like allows you to be energized. Don't shut it down. You know, no matter like how kind of nuts it might seem that means you're kind of in the right direction you know I feel like I heard somebody tell me that you know if it like seems kind of insane you're probably headed in the right direction and you want to know why because if it seems kind of like nuts or like crazy or like it's just because it's unknown to you so it's kind of uncomfortable you know like um oh actually that's like a good example so I remember like the first time I like knew I could see auras, but then also here's like the interesting part. So when I saw them, like they were like, they weren't super strong, 
You know, I mean, I don't, it's, it's so interesting. I don't know how other people see them. If it's like a very, very bold, bright, vibrant color. Um, for me, it was like, I was like, it's definitely there, but it's a little bit subtle, you know? Um, and then I just like understood, I'm like, I'm not meant to really see them because I receive more in a different way. So that's just like another thing to pay attention to. You know, because I think sometimes we force ourselves to try and like get information in a like, I don't know, air quotes, like correct way. So at the time I was like, huh, people are meant to see auras. So what like I guess I guess I could have like started straining my eyes to be like, huh, please come in just like a little bit stronger, even though I can like see the color. Um, And I know what it is. I could have tried to force it. But then I was like, huh, maybe there's a reason you don't see them like some sort of bold, bright color, not saying that anybody else sees them that way, because I don't know, you know, I don't know how other people see them, but I just kind of understood, um, you're not meant to see them. You're just meant to know them and feel them and hear them, you know, and just like really understanding that and playing around with that has just liberated my spirit so much instead of trying to keep it in this container of, um, auras are meant to be seen because they are visual, um, they are color, you know? So, you know, sometimes spirit speaks in very, very gentle ways. Sometimes, or sometimes it's just like a pot over your head or something, like a nice bang, like, huh, pay attention. You know, it it really just, um, it depends. But stuff like that, like I said, if you feel like kind of nuts, it's because it's something that has yet to be kind of discovered and brought to light. You know, like I said, There might be another person on the other side of the world in Russia that's just like, oh, yeah, I've known this for like decades, you know, and I'm just like catching up over here, you know, and that's cool, too. Um, But I talked about this on a previous podcast episode. It was like it was called The Ocean or is about the archetype, The Ocean. And then even the one before that, because I talked about The Ocean in that one, too, because the card came through both times. Um, about really diving into the unknown. The unknown is where your heart is, you know? And to really access and unlock the full power of your heart, you got to go into the unknown. And unfortunately, the unknown is, or fortunately, the unknown is the unknown. So you're not going to find known, well-known information in the unknown, you know? So if anything, you know, if you're like, huh, that doesn't make any sense, great. That means you're kind of dipping into the unknown and you're meant to bring something back and make it known, you know? So again, that's where like the power of love and imagination come in because, you know, as you were like, as you're a kid, you're like tapping into the unknown all the time and it's awesome, you know, and it's fascinating. And, you know, at some point when we're like becoming adults, we just like stop doing that. I'm just like, oh, nope. It's trying to bring the imagination back and bring the unknown back and um, just bring all of it back, you know, but you know, like, and yeah, so like I said, um, that's just a sign you're dipping into somewhere that, you know, not many people are aware of yet. And then it might be your job, your calling to just bring it back. And you don't have to. I mean, honestly, if you don't want to. Um, but honestly, just follow whatever, follow whatever feels the most natural to you. You know, we have this like very limiting perception that everything has to be super crazy hard and like, um, like we have to be on the grind all the time. Listen, okay. It's important to 
that doesn't mean that like you don't put your love and your energy and your time and your resources into something because I feel like people sometimes like conflate the two. Um, for me, when something's too, like for, okay, yeah, if I were just like, again, trying really hard to strain my eyes to see, you know, or as more clearly, that's like me working hard. Whereas, you know, me receiving that, oh, I just know what they are. That's me in like the flow, so to speak. Alignment, I don't know. Um, in the flow, so to speak. And it does not mean that I don't, you know, take the time to, you know, or invest my energy, my love and my time into things that I care about. Um, because again, that, that is a lot, you know, to give of yourself, uh, you know, in the way that I like think that I think just, we have like a greater capacity to give up our souls and spirits in general. Um, so yeah, there's just like, I, I think you understand what I mean. There's just like a subtle difference between just like working hard, which is sometimes just working against yourself. That, but that does not mean that you do not give of yourself your time and your energy. You know, it might be you, you are giving of your love, your time and your energy. So you are giving and you're putting energy into something. But that doesn't necessarily need to be like going against yourself all the time, you know. So following, you know, what energizes you so you can give more. Just follow that like natural rhythm and see where it takes you, you know, again, working hard, trying to like see stuff I'm not meant to see, or just like following what I'm, you know, meant to know, hear and feel and seeing, you know, where that takes me. So I think that is about it for what I wanted to cover today. I just wanted to lay down the groundwork because I am, you know, probably going to reference this many times. And I just, I'm like, I feel like I repeat myself enough. I don't want to repeat you know, like this is a personal aura shared, et cetera, all the time. And I think just having this episode that I can point to, there's also a whole page on my website about archetypes and auras that gives you like a brief introduction. But again, personal, only you can read it. Only you can really know the depths of and the potential of your own soul. Other people in readings, shared auras can reveal different aspects so you can pay attention and go somewhere else with it but no one can read your own soul and like you can. And then again, your personal shared auras all connect to the collective aura at large. You know, there's this concept that I learned about many years ago called holons. So holons are things that are whole and simultaneously a part of the whole. So your personal aura, your soul is whole, you know, and then it is simultaneously, you know, you are whole within yourself because you are love within yourself. Or like, you know, it's like a even easier example. So you as like a third dimensional being, you are whole within yourself because you are love. You are life itself and life is whole within itself. And then you as an expression of life are a part of the whole, you know, and like you can read about this. It's called like love's beginning um, there's this brilliant meditation, like a quote from a meditation on there that really explains this, but basically we all create one another, you know, through duality. So like black creates white, male creates female, you understand? So 
on within like the third dimensional reality, we are all a part of a collective, right? So we are whole within ourselves, but we are a part of a collective. That's a whole on something that is whole and simultaneously a part of the whole. So a personal aura is whole within itself and then a part of the collective. A shared aura is whole within itself and also a part of the collective, you know? It's all it's all so cool. But all of that, you know, confusing lingo is to just say that, you know, when you engage with your personal aura, which is whole within itself, it shifts the collective aura because, you know, you're not just like alone in a vacuum on this planet. Your aura is a part of the collective aura. So when you heal something within yours, the collective aura or like just to go down the line, when you heal something within yours, you know, something within a shared aura will shift and then the collective aura shifts as well. But it to, in my, you know, own like theories or the theories that I receive, it really starts with the personal one. And that is the importance of, you know, really learning how to be your own channel so you can receive information about your personal aura, dive into the unknown, you know, and bring back whatever healing technology you're meant to bring back. And then also learning how to empower yourself to be your own healer, um, which is where I find that things like aura readings um, can come in handy because you know, you know, when you look at, for example, within my language, the light and the shadow, you know it, what exactly what it is that you need to heal and you don't have to look to anybody else to do it. So that is... That's that. Yeah, that's good. I'm sure I'll talk about other things because it's impossible to cover literally everything in just one episode. And also there's just like more stuff coming through all the time about this that I'm like, ooh, this is interesting. Um, And we will see where it takes us. You know, I think like a good example that's just coming through right now I had of just like how you can like have so much fun with this is I had a couple of dreams last night. Well, I always have like many dreams. I'm always aware of them. But, you know, dreams, I feel are like you can look at them as a shared aura experience, either with the spirits that visit you in the dream, the dream itself. Like in my dream last night, there were like several people where I was like, huh, what are you doing here? I mean, one of them, I know it like for me, one of them, I like pulled again a card from my personal aura to like learn a little bit more about, you know, what they represent in my dream. And it has something to do with like truth. And I'm like, so I'm always like, huh, when I see them, like, huh, what what you got, you know? Um, But yeah, you can share, you know, you can, but that's things that you can do. You can look at the shared aura between you and a spirit within your dream You can look at the shared aura between you and like the dream in general. There's literally no limit, you know, to what you can do. Literally just how open your heart is and then your imagination. That's literally about it. So in closing, for anybody that's new, uh, the closing prayer is so much shorter. So um, yeah, just... I'm going to just close my eyes, take a couple of deep breaths, and we will be good to go. Thank you to all of the guides, souls, and spirits that supported us in our exploration today. We feel your love with deep gratitude and reverence. 
May you always show us how we can heal and serve from a place of love. May we be receptive to this wisdom. I love you with all of my heart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to you guys for listening. Um, I always really enjoy this. I enjoy, you know, sharing this space with you. And remember, if you've been listening to what I've been saying, you know, there's a shared aura between us as well, even though I've probably never met you before in my life, you know, and you can like um, take a look at, you know, even how I how I like show up in your personal aura, you know, because again, if we were to set up the intentional space together, what information would come through for the both of us would be different. Um, but I'm sure I'll dive deeper into that another day. But yeah, just like have fun, stay creative, stay imaginative, stay loving, and I will see you next time. 